Scripture tells us in Mark 16, 15 to go into all the world and preach the gospel to all of creation. This was a command, not a suggestion. And so the She Breaks Chains podcast was birthed from the desire to be obedient to the word of the Lord. Come abide in him and encounter his presence as we work through various topics, devotionals, and hard conversations that are sure to challenge your perspective and bring you closer to our heavenly father. Let's turn your mess into a message and your pain into purpose. This is the revival of our eternal freedom in Christ. Come on. So we've all experienced some level of sadness, unease, or outright emotional pain due to loneliness. Whether a relationship has ended, friends have dropped off the map, you've had a falling out with a family member, you aren't sure if you fit in with your church community, whatever that loneliness may look like. Sometimes it looks like you're surrounded by people, but you lack meaningful, deep connections with them. Or it might look like you've set boundaries and now you're lagging intimacy and depth in your relationships because the people you were surrounded by were in some form unhealthy or didn't yield any biblical fruitfulness in your life. And when those situations, when that loneliness nips and bites at you, it tends to lead to this emptiness or this void that as imperfect humans, we typically work really hard to fill with stuff. And you ask yourself, how do I find these things that I long for? How do I fill these spaces that feel abandoned or meaningless or broken? I am tired of longing. I yearn for intimacy, acceptance, community, belonging, and purpose. But how in the world do I get to that place? It feels impossible, right? But the answer is so simple. Friends, I want to encourage you when I tell you that this loneliness is not a challenge to fill your life with more things, more money, more surface level relationships, more shopping trips, more snacks or books or coffee mugs, anything that will temporarily steal your focus and attention. Instead, it's a quiet and loving invitation to press into a deeper and more profound relationship with Jesus. There's a very special relief from the burden and pressure of needing to belong and be accepted. And the only one who can grant that relief is our Lord and Savior. It is so hard knowing that you don't belong somewhere, or maybe you don't belong in several spaces. And so you feel like you don't really have anyone to turn to for the simplest things. Your highs, lows, failures, joys, you feel as though you're all on your own with no one to grieve or celebrate with. And that's a very specific, heavy, and isolating kind of heartache that can be difficult to describe to someone who hasn't endured loneliness before. But you know who understands your worries and hears your cries because he has walked the very same road of loneliness? Jesus. On the night before his death, Jesus went to the Garden of Gethsemane with his disciples, and they were invited to pray with him as he struggled to find strength to face his death. In Luke twenty two forty one, it says, Then he withdrew from them about a stone's throw, knelt down, and began to pray. A stone's throw is just enough distance where no one can reach you. And if you're quietly praying, it is likely people can't hear you either. And it's obvious to us in that moment of pain and fear, Jesus felt alone. But he knew he didn't need to fill that moment with worldly things. Instead, he intentionally went straight to his father and he prayed. Or what about when Jesus was led to the cross and crucified at Calvary? Even knowing how loved he was by others and by his father, Jesus knew that in the face of death, there was this overwhelming loneliness. 
But it was in that aloneness that he had to walk in this continuation of trust, forgiveness, and faith. It can be very, very lonely here on earth when we pursue a life of saying yes to God. When we're preaching the gospel, sharing scripture, and trying to live right by his word and not right by the world's standards. People who don't have holy conviction, whether they're new friends, potential dates, family members, business partners, you name it, they tend to feel hesitant when continuing or creating a new connection with a believer. John 15, 18 through Let's start over. John 15. I don't edit, you guys. I hate editing. So what you're going to get in this is just what you get in this. So to circle back, John 15, 18 through 20, there we go, says, if the world hates you, keep in mind that it hated me first. If you belong to the world, it would love you as its own. As it is, you do not belong to the world, but I have chosen you out of the world. That is why the world hates you. Remember what I told you, a servant is not greater than his master. If they persecuted me, they will persecute you also. I think this verse really illuminates a deeply personal and theological aspect of Jesus, that he too endured loneliness, earthly loneliness, the loneliness of not being understood, the loneliness of suffering and the loneliness of complete rejection. And a lot of that doesn't necessarily stem from the physical absence of people, but more from being misunderstood by those around us. The Bible says Jesus was despised and rejected by men, a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief, which means he's able to understand and sympathize with the way that we feel, seeing as he has endured those same circumstances himself, which you can read in Hebrews 4.15. Like I said a minute ago, holiness makes people want to flee, and that's something that we likely experience regularly due to being part of the body of believers. We actively choose to be set apart and give up the world in order to follow Jesus. We crucify, crucify, oh my gosh, this is how episode one's getting go. <laughs> we crucify our flesh to be more like him. And we have a desire to draw near to people who bring us closer. I'm sorry, I'm still thinking about crucify. Anyway, we have a desire to draw near to people who bring us closer to our Savior, not closer to our sinful nature. You guys, I just want to pause real quick. I have read, excuse me, I have read this podcast episode to myself a couple times just to make sure I have everything smooth, everything tied in because I cannot fly off the seat of my pants. Like I like to actually have a pretty tethered down um, seamless episode. And I have to write in the majority of my points as though I'm reading a teleprompter because like, that's how my brain works. And I, I'm like, okay, I've got this down pat. No, apparently I don't. <laughs> apparently I do not. So to keep going, um, I love that in Matthew 28 verse 20, that Jesus promises that he's always with us, even to the end of the age. He wants us to know him, experience his presence, and encounter him daily so that he can be the one to bring change, healing, love, and a sense of belonging into our life. And I can see straight into my bedroom, and I can see that my two-year-old just rolled, but she's like scary close to my four-month-old. So we're going to (laughs) pause real quick so I can do the single mom thing and adjust my little chicken nuggets. So Matthew 28 verse 20 look it up real quick while we take a pause. (laughs) I can already tell 
this is just how it's going, but that's okay because I enjoy being authentic. Um, and that's just how I show up. And like I said before, I really despise editing. Um, I just won't take the time to do it because when I do it, I a screw it up or B, I get frustrated. And so I told myself a long time ago that when I do podcasts, they're just going to go the way that they go. So we're being real. So to circle back again for the 50th time, um, (laughs) we're talking about how, um, to know Jesus and he promises, you know, that he's the one who brings change, healing, love, and that sense of belonging into our life. And I'll just play the other side of the coin and just say that it's really hard to step into that obedience and just freely trust him when we're lonely and craving that human connection. And sometimes it's pretty overwhelming and we just want to cry out and ask God to fix it, fill the void, bring us new friends, mend our family, whatever it is that we're going through individually, we want it fixed so that the pain and shame will end. Like right now, I feel like an outsider. I've lost next to all of my friends after openly sharing my relationship with the Lord, even friends I've had for 20 plus years. Um, I haven't had any contact with my extended family in years, except for my grandmother on my mom's side. Things are pretty rocky right now with my immediate family because of differing beliefs and opposing lifestyles. And I broke off my engagement a year ago and I'm not interested at all in dating anyone yet. Um, I didn't get accepted into this ministry school that I had prayed really hard about for the past year. And I was told I was essentially a shoe in for all of a sudden I feel disconnected from my church community. And right now it feels like I have no adults to share my life with. It's a lot, right? I mean, I know I'm throwing a lot out there, but I want you to understand the magnitude of a bunch of these different areas of loneliness within my life. And the only people that I have to share things with are my three young daughters, you know, but they're kids. (laughs) It's great because I love them. But as adults, we all need like-minded community for so many reasons. The season of my life is really and truly lonely and difficult. And having someone to pour into me would bring me so much joy. It's easy to believe in love when we feel loved and to give grace and forgive others when they are gracious toward us. Or to believe in God when we feel we are so sure that we tangibly feel his presence. But the test comes when human love and divine consolation completely fall apart. When we find ourselves surrounded by distrust, abandonment, hatred, unbelief, misunderstanding, and doubt, especially at our lowest and loneliest moments. And then we ask ourselves, where do we go from here? How do we respond when we're hurting and alone? What steps do we take when our trust, faith, and forgiveness collapse and threaten to break our strength? Can we let our hands and hearts be opened and stretched when we're fearful? And can we continue to have faith and hope in God when everything inside us suggests that he too might abandon us the way everyone else has? Where are our hearts when we are a stone's throw away from everyone else? Better yet, can we forgive someone who hurts us but believes we're the problem? Can we continue to love someone who hates us or can we believe and trust when we are experiencing betrayal everywhere we turn? No matter where that loneliness has kept us, whether we're stepping out of that season or we've just stepped into it, we can always rely on the Lord. I actually love to write letters to him throughout the day, fold them up and tack them to my prayer board so that one, I can look back on them and see how those thoughts and prayers have been answered. But two, it really helps me to get the loneliness off of my chest. 
as well as further my relationship with Christ and bring it into a more intimate place. And once you start intentionally encountering him daily, once you start desiring to know him more and you actually apply the discipline it takes to open your Bible and give the Lord your worries, those feelings of being less than, empty, and alone, they start to fall off and the Lord regains this territory in your heart that the enemy tried to steal for himself. But I also want you to know that we need people God didn't create us to live our life in endless solitude, but to be part of genuine community. He looked at the perfect world he created before sin had entered the world and said that it was not good for man to be alone. We are supposed to love one another, support one another, and have healthy unity and friendships with one another. And if you don't have people around you who are pouring into, encouraging, and supporting you the way you feel is desired for you by God, step out in faith today and invite someone into your corner of the world. Share a meal, extend an invitation to grab coffee, strike up a good conversation, and be that person you wish others would be to you. With confidence, draw near and come boldly to the throne of grace that you may receive mercy and find grace to help in time of need. And be a saint who helps others experience a foretaste of heaven by extending to them the love of Jesus that has the power to destroy every bit of lingering loneliness. Just as Paul says in 2 Corinthians 1.5, for just as we share abundantly in the sufferings of Christ, we also, so also our comfort abounds through Christ. For as we share in his sufferings, we indeed may also share in his glory. You might be in a season of isolation right now. Maybe you feel as though God is removing, pruning, and adjusting each area of your life and things are falling away left and right. But know that God will provide good encounters for you in his perfect timing. The Lord needs you to walk in this loneliness so that you can learn to fully depend on him. Don't you see he is polishing you, preparing his daughter to shine with the glory of righteousness? He is transforming, renewing, reviving, and restoring everything you have lost. But he needs you to trust that this season of solitude and never-ending thirst will actually end with living water where you will thirst no more. Enduring this type of hurt is challenging. There's no doubt about that. But difficult moments don't alter his unwavering goodness. His goodness remains steadfast even in the face of hard and heavy things because everything that is difficult for us is easy for him. Set your gaze on the one who loves and cherishes you and anchor your heart in his presence. He's not sitting idly by observing distantly as you drown in the storm. He is your life jacket, your sturdy boat, your beacon in the night guiding you back to safety, back to him. His hand is actively involved, calming the storm so that your pain may be transformed into a purpose for his kingdom and his glory. So to the one who is lonely, to the one who never fully understands the calling on their life, to the one who has been forgotten by friends, to the one who feels neglected by family when you needed them most, to the one who is alone in your anguish, and to the one who feels like God has hidden his face from you, and all you know is the feeling of rejection, closed doors, and loneliness. Take heart. Fix your eyes on the joy and promises set before you. You are never alone. Christ knows your suffering. Death has been defeated and the victory is already his as he has overcome this world.
support my platform and encourage me in making this another source of income for my little family of four, please follow us on Instagram at She Breaks Chains Podcast. Share this episode with your friends, rate our podcast on both Spotify and iTunes, and leave a comment if you feel led to do so. See you next time. Thanks for listening to my mommy. Love you.